on the Wine Roads, a wine road trip that takes you to the four corners of the world to discover the most beautiful wine estates. Fourth stop, Italy, Tuscany, episode three. A trip to Italy without a Vespa ride wouldn't have been complete. I've therefore organized a meeting with the Siena Vespa Club. One of the members, Giampaolo, is a wine grower at Badia Alcol de Buono. Weather permitting, I'm hoping to continue my Vesta ride outside of town to discover this new estate. Hi there! I'm Luna. Hi. Hi. Hello. You're Paolo? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Then you're the ideal person to take me on a tour by Vespa because you're the president of the Siena Vespa Club. Yes, I certainly am. So we can't go into Siena by car? No. No, only by Vespa. Or on foot. By Vespa is better? But I prefer Vespa. You see more that way. You told me that Gianpaolo was involved in winemaking, right? That's right. What is it you do? Well, I'm responsible for the winemaking process, the storage, the aging, and right up to the bottling. And could we visit the property? Of course. Today? Yes. Perfect. Could we see some of Siena first? If you want. Of course! I'd love it! Let's go! Let's go! Going through Siena on a Vespa revives the emotions of a true social phenomena without any doubt. Vespa is one of the symbols of Italy, along with pasta, the pizzas, ice creams and the red car. I continue my route with Giampaolo towards the estate of Badia a Cotobuono situated in an abbey 25 kilometers from Siena. It's beautiful. Too bad about the weather. Here's our chance to dry off. Ready? Wow, I feel like I'm in the Middle Ages. It sure seems like it down here. It's so ancient. What does this place mean to you? This place, well, above all, it's a beautiful place to work in. It gives me great pride. To work here? Yes. It could be worse. I'll say. <laughs> Let's uh, go this way. I have a little surprise for you. Oh, I love surprises. This is just the beginning. Oh my god. And that's not even your surprise. Look at all these bottles and so many vintages. Such old ones. These are some of the oldest special reserve of the Badia Cotibueno. Which is the oldest one? That one, the 1937. Okay. Uh, there are none older than 37? No, let's say that those earlier ones were very prized by the Germans. Oh, because the Germans came through here and, and drank the wine up. Well, they certainly liked it. <laughs> Do you still produce the Vansanto? Of course. 
We make two kinds, the classic Vinsanto, the Tribbiano, and l'Occio di Pernice, which is made with Sangiovese. What does cultus boni mean? Cultus boni, badi colti bueno. It's Latin. Oh, it means the same thing. The cult of quality. The cult of quality, I see. Shall I open it? Oh, yes, please. It's drinkable. <laughs> With the weather we've had today. We need a drink. Was the harvest very difficult? Yes, it's not been easy this year. But we're managing. We've been at it since August 23rd. We start, we stop, we start again. In case of rain, we stop a week and then continue. Lovely color. And the vintage is 2009. Yep, uh, 2009. It's really incredible that I get to drink a wine like this. And right here, in this cellar. <laughs> it's very good. I like it very much. It's easy to drink, isn't it? Yes, it's very easy to drink. You have to be careful. <laughs> or I'll drink too much. Exactly. <laughs> Cheers. And thanks also for the Vespa, the rain, and all the rest. <laughs> well, for the rain, you'll have to thank someone else. But please, thanks the guys in the Vespa Club, because I had a really great day. No, you're, you're welcome, Luna. It was our pleasure. At present, my wine route takes me further north, between Castiglione della Pescaia and Gorseto, where one of Italy's most famous vineyards can be found, Le Mortel, an estate belonging to a very big family, the Antinori. Le Mortel, which has taken its name from Myrtle, a wild plant of the coastal zones of the region, spreads over 270 hectares of land, of which 160 are planted with vines. When I arrive, I'm astonished by this atypical cellar situated on the top of a small hill, standing guard over these vineyards. It's mostly constructed underground so as to minimize the impact on the land. Hello. Welcome. Are you Fabio? Yes. Welcome to our cellar. It's beautiful. What an extraordinary wine cellar. What's the idea behind all this? The idea was simply to make an eco-friendly wine cellar. So we did everything possible to ensure that there would be respect for the environment. Thus, we worked out a gravity flow descent method. This way we used the least amount of energy possible. Our magnificent vaulted roof is about 80 centimeters thick and composed exclusively of volcanic lapilli, which isolates and thus stabilizes the temperature. Our green roofs are planted with vegetation and they also protect against the summer sun and contribute to a constant temperature during the winter. You see, the cellar receives natural light, and the further we descend into the cellar, the more the light diminishes, until we reach the Barakaya zone, 
where the wine is aging and where the lighting must be very soft and intimate. Soft and intimate, of course. Will you take me there? Certainly. The central spiral staircase is a vault backbone and one of its kind. It sinks down to a depth of 26 meters into the rock. It's so beautiful, with the light shining on all these barrels. And on the stone, too. It's really lovely. We're at the lowest level of the cellar, in the Baracaya. Surrounded by the walls of bedrock that remain since the hill was excavated. And the cone, lighting from above, illuminates the cellar all the way down to the bottom. And here is another eco-friendly method that consists of capturing the HCO2, the carbon nitrate, that develops during fermentation. This method saves energy by relying solely on a law of physics, telling us that carbon nitrate is heavier than air. So the carbon nitrate descends and accumulates in a big vat below. And always by gravity flow, continues downward through a pipe and out of the cellar. And without any energy input, it's collected and directed into the vineyard. Oh, to produce photosynthesis. Right. The vineyard relies on carbon nitrate for photosynthesis. Let's take a look. With pleasure. Thank you, Fabio. More than 100,000 bottles are produced every year, but the cellar can hold more than a million. The bedrock is stunning, with a light on it. As a guarantee of the quality of the House of Antinori, the choice was made to work only 45% of the harvested grapes, only the best. Without hesitating, I accept a tasting of the estate's wines. What a magnificent landscape. Those are our vines. And these are our wines. Yes, Poggio Alenali. Smell it. It's good. Thank you, Fabio. Here's to you. Cheers. In a paradise for migrating animals and absorbent plants, I enjoy the untouched landscapes of the Mortel one last time. Tell exists today. It's thanks to the sanitization of the marshland by many of the region's canals, among them the current port canal of Castiglione della Pescaia, where I end the day with my feet in the water at sunset. On the Wine Roads, from a documentary series directed by Eric Michaud with Luna Sands and François Montagu. Sound editing, Agathe Leroux and Guillaume Sulpi. And mixing, Thomas Gabriel. Music by My Music Library. And Angle, the An Interscope Production. <laughs>